Thanks for joining us for this edition of the AdLaw Access Podcast. My name is Alex Schneider, and I'm an associate in the advertising law practice here at Kelly Dry. The European Union's General Data Protection Regulation hasn't even reached its one-year anniversary, and already it isn't getting as much attention as it once did here in the U.S. California passed its own version of a privacy law, the CCPA, and other states are looking to join the fray. Discussion is shifting to speculation on what form federal privacy legislation might ultimately take. But three recent enforcement actions in the EU are a potent reminder of the GDPR's enduring influence. Through the assessment of high fines that can reach as much as 4% of annual global turnover, or 20 million euros, whichever is higher, as well as the threat of bad publicity, these enforcement actions have shown the deterrence power of the GDPR. On today's podcast, we'll talk about three recent actions enforcing the GDPR. As you'll hear, these cases demonstrate why GDPR compliance will remain a priority for the foreseeable future. So let's dive right in and start with the largest enforcement action yet. Earlier this year, the French National Commission on Informatics and Liberty, or CANIL, imposed a 50 million euro fine against Google. CANIL's complaint against Google has two main parts. First, lack of transparency when creating a Google account. Articles 12 and 13 of the GDPR require a company like Google to provide data subjects with transparent, intelligible, and easily accessible information on data processing and the lawful basis for that processing. Canil alleges that Google's description of data processing is too generic and vague. The information was apparently not accessible, requiring five to six clicks to obtain information about collection of personal data, and no data retention period was specified. Second, Canil's complaint related to invalid consent. Articles 5 to 7 of the GDPR say a data controller needs to have informed, specified, and unambiguous consent. But Canil alleges that Google diluted its information about consent across several documents, used pre-checked consent boxes, and did not allow consumers to provide consent specific to individual services. For companies looking to comply, there's a number of lessons here. Don't hide the ball. Provide clear, easily discernible privacy disclosures. Minimize clicks when providing disclosures. Be upfront on the legal basis for processing. If you're relying on consent and your business intends to use the collected data for different purposes, ensure that the consumer has a reasonable opportunity to provide consent for each specific purpose. Avoid pre-checked boxes and sweat the details. Take a checklist approach to GDPR compliance to ensure your privacy disclosures satisfy all requirements. Now, there is a caveat here. Google's size, market power, and diversity of offerings places it in somewhat of a unique position within the online ecosystem. So how are data protection authorities treating smaller players? Well, late last month, Poland's personal data protection office fined digital marketing company Biznode for failing to notify 6 million people about its data scraping activities. Biznode pulled data from public databases to use for its own digital marketing purposes. In the Polish office's opinion, 
That's GDPR Article 14 territory, and BizNode was required to notify the data subjects about what it was doing. Actually, it didn't help BizNode that it notified some data subjects but not others. It also didn't help its case that of those the company did notify, 13% opted out of this data scraping. The Personal Data Protection Office also said that BizNode's notice on its website wasn't enough. BizNode had the data needed to send notices, but it apparently didn't want to pay to send those notices. The authorities fined BizNode 220,000 euros. Technical, right? Well, wait for this next one. Last month, the Danish Data Protection Authority fined taxi company Taxa 435, the equivalent of nearly $180,000, for failing to delete telephone numbers from its records on 9 million taxi rides. Apparently, Taxa, which means taxi in Danish, anonymized its records after two years by removing the name of the rider, but kept associated telephone numbers for as much as five years. By anonymizing its records at all, the DPA said that Taxa had basically admitted it did not need personal information and should not have kept those telephone numbers. In response, Taxa told the DPA that it didn't delete telephone numbers because its systems couldn't do so. Replacing real telephone numbers with a random string of numbers was too complicated. But to the DPA, that explanation was not sufficient. They wrote, one cannot set a deletion deadline, which is three years longer than necessary, simply because the company's system makes it difficult to comply with the rules in the data protection regulation. Overall, the lesson that I take from these cases is the importance of paying attention to the technical compliance details of the GDPR. After all, the regulators sure are. Keep up to date on the latest enforcement actions making waves with the Adlai Access blog and podcast. For Adlai Access, I'm Alex Schneider. Thanks for listening.